Ohio people with Mennonite views, and they're gonna give us some missional news. Ohio Conference Cast. You are listening to Ohio Conference Cast, a podcast dedicated to sharing missional stories and other information about Ohio Mennonite Conference. Welcome to another Ohio Conference cast. I'm Paula Snyder-Belusic, your co-host today, and you may know me as the assistant moderator of Ohio Conference or the pastor of uh, the Salem Mennonite Church in Elida, Ohio. I also have with me... I'm Shirley Gerber. I'm the regional pastor for the eastern part of Ohio Conference, and I'm glad to co-host with you this morning, Paula. Yes. And we're also really grateful to have Norm Sohar here working behind the scenes, um, and he does a great job helping us with our podcast. So thanks to you, Norm. If you've been around Ohio Conference, you know that we're entering into a season of discernment where we are trying to articulate and live into our new mission statement, where we're looking at our structure, as well as reviewing our denominational affiliation. And that's a lot of stuff to be doing at one time. Thankfully, we've hired a wonderful consultant to help us with this process. The leadership team and our regional pastors, as we were thinking about this process, you know, we can have the most perfect process laid out. But if we don't invite the Holy Spirit to come and to be present with us, then it doesn't matter what we plan. And so we decided that we wanted to lay out some spiritual practices that will help us in this process of discernment. You've already heard from Dick Barrett, our conference minister, on a previous podcast about reading scripture uh, together as a conference. So today we want to introduce to you a second spiritual discipline of praying together. Now, I've been talking a lot there. So, Shirley, let me just stop right there. Why do you think it's important for us to pray together as a conference? Well, the other week in one part of our processing with our consultant, Jeannie, she talked about how we think about trusting the process. And I know as a regional pastor, I've been saying that to lots of people. We need to trust the process, engage the process of discernment. And Jeannie challenged us to consider it as trusting the spirit that is at work in the process. And so I think this is just one more way that we are tending to the spirit that is at work in the process. We don't just show up next March and make a decision, but all along the way, we're doing things that nurture our discernment and our relationships together. And so drawing from our conversation in March, we took from the list of suggested communal practices, these ideas, and we're working to implement them. And today we really want to invite you to praying together in a maybe a more formal way or ritual way. I think of it as having a healthy pattern and routine that shapes then our common life together. And when we're scattered around the state and on the edges of the state, uh, this is one way to be intentional about doing something together. Yeah. And you had mentioned the conversation we'd had back in March. So that was at our uh, annual conference assembly at ACA. We asked our delegates what spiritual practices they might find most helpful or that they've used in processes of discernment. And really, prayer came to the top of the list. So um, as Christians, I think um, this is one of our most important spiritual practices. So of course, we wanted to be sure to do that together. 
And the format we've chosen to use is a prayer book. And we're going to be using the Anabaptist prayer book called Take Our Moments and Our Days. Shirley, sometimes people are suspicious of prayer books, like why would you pray words that somebody else gives to you? Like, doesn't that just take the Holy Spirit away or somehow, you know, isn't it better just to pray spontaneously than uh, read words in a book? Well, that's what's lovely about this form of prayer. It incorporates both reflecting on scripture together, using words that Jesus taught us to pray, giving us words when maybe we don't know ourselves what to pray, and then also providing spaces where we do indeed offer our own words and concerns before God together. It's also a great opportunity just for us to share together these words and common appeal before God, so to speak. The Dwelling in the Word practice has us reading scripture uh, at the same time. And so that's wonderful that we're reflecting on the same stories and insights and seeing what new thing might emerge for us. I know that as someone who's read scripture, it's amazing how new things come to light depending on your context and your time. And so I trust that to be true about these prayers as well, that certain times different things um, speak or enliven within us. And so this is an opportunity that allows others to to join together as we pray. Yeah. And, you know, the prayer book I have used for years, different kinds of prayer books. And um, I have found it just to be so helpful. There's been times in my life where I just really couldn't pray, um, dealing with grief and pain. And so it's been a gift to have words offered to me, um, just to have that discipline. But I also know that on my own, sometimes praying can be really um, self-centered if we're not careful. And so one of the gifts I think of a prayer book is that it helps to lift me beyond myself and my own stuff and my own concerns. And I love that this prayer book does make space for our individual concerns, but then it also helps us to lift our eyes to the community, to the church and to the wider world. So uh, it helps us like just not focus on little old me and my little old stuff. So um, that's one of the gifts of the prayer book has been in my life. Right. It stretches us beyond just our immediate uh, concerns or even preferences. Maybe it invites us to listen to the spirit, not just speak to God in this time of prayer. And prayer is really that dialogue and making space. And so the form calls us and makes spaces for pausing and listening and reflecting and allowing scripture to speak to us, where sometimes when we pray, we think more about what words we're offering out instead of receiving from God. So this kind of offers both opportunities. So have you prayed the prayer book um, either on your own or with other people before? Like you, I have found there are seasons where it's, it's very helpful. When I was in pastoral ministry, I served on a pastoral team. And so for our weekly gatherings, we used a form of daily prayers together. And that structure just was very helpful in grounding us and bringing us together. That ritual was really meaningful as a way of starting off our time. For certain seasons of congregational life, we actually met daily to pray um, the, off, the morning office together, as it's sometimes called. And particularly in the maybe high point church seasons of Advent and Lent, I have found the daily office to be a really meaningful way of marking that time in the church year. So I'm excited to do this together this fall in this way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I found that to be true myself. So I was living in Elkhart, Indiana. and 
I was around the seminary when the prayer book was being developed. And so it was great to just watch um, different people working on that, including my husband, who helped to write some of the prayers. So I might be a little biased towards it. But one of the gifts was we started praying um, morning prayers one morning a week with some of our neighbors. And we were living in a low income neighborhood on the south side of Elkhart. Um, a bunch of us Mennonite folks. And so we would meet, I think at maybe 6.30, maybe seven o'clock in the morning, whatever it was. I'm not a morning person. I'm not going to get up and start praying. You know, for some people I know farmers, like that's wimpy. That's not that early. But for me, I'm not going to get up that early on my own. But there was something about coming together as a community in our little neighborhood and praying together we could see God answering prayers as we prayed for our neighborhood and the wider world. And as, you know, Mennonite Anabaptist Christians, there's something really important about community. And that's what I love about the prayer book too, because even if people can't join us when we do our prayer times, they can keep following this cycle and know that their prayers are joining in with other Ohio conference folks, even if they can't be with us. Well, Paula, we're catering to those who are not morning people in that our invitation uh, right now is to join us for a noontime prayer. Like you're saying, if you can't join on the particular Zoom call, we'd love we'd love to have you pray literally with us on the Zoom call. Uh, you could use that same prayer form uh, on that Wednesday at whatever time works for you or and or follow along for the whole week, either using the book or there is an app by the same name. And if you're more of a techie person, being able to access the prayers and structure that way may work well for you. Yeah. So we'll make sure that that gets in the notes for this podcast where you can download this app um, and follow along. Or if you're a book person, you can buy um, the book. It's again called Take Our Moments and Our Days, an Anabaptist prayer book. And we're using volume one. And just to be really clear, we're going to start on the 14th of September. That's a Wednesday at noontime. And we're going to pray every Wednesday at noon until Thanksgiving. So that's going to be our pattern. We're going to try that out. And if 20 people show up, that's fantastic. If it's just three people, that's fantastic. Where two or three are gathered, God's spirit is there. But we do encourage you to come when you can uh, to pray with us. And we're hoping that this time would be about 20 minutes or so if you're fitting it in over your lunch break or as you think about shaping your day. And if you are so inclined, we'd love to have other people help give leadership to the time. And that means just being the leader part of the structure and moving us through that together. Uh, Paula and I are signed up to take some turns here as we start it out. But we would love to see people from across the conference uh, leading in this way and helping to shape our time. So if you have interest in that, please reach out to either Paula or myself or contact Judy King. That might be the easiest uh, central point, but we would love to have different people lead in this time of prayer over the next couple months. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, anything else we want to say, Shirley, about the structure or the prayer book, or should we just dive in and give people a little bit of a taste? Yeah, I think what we wanted today was to just invite you to join us in this um, effort. I know we're starting to get some feedback about the Dwelling in the Word invitation and how meaningful that has been for people. Depending on your personality type, a discipline has a pretty negative connotation. 
but we really see this as an invitation to a practice together and practices may be imperfect. So even if you don't do it every Wednesday, that's fine. We just would love for you to engage it as you can. And we trust that the spirit will inspire and be at work even in our imperfect practicing together of the work. So yeah, we'd love for you to have a little bit of an idea what that 20 minutes or so on Wednesdays would look like. And so we're going to be reading from week one, Wednesday morning prayers. And to keep our podcast to the time frame we want, we're just going to invite you to join us in the call to intercession and then the benediction of the prayer practice. So you're going to read the leader part and I'm going to be all the people. Um, Let's just leave some silent space for people to pray. The call to intercession. Rejoice in the Lord always. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Merciful God, we bring our prayers to you as acts of love for you and for our neighbors. In your mercy, Lord, hear our prayer. You wipe away our offenses. We pray for ourselves and those dear to us. Forgive our sins. As we forgive those who sin against us. You speak your word of forgiveness. We pray for our community and for our neighbors. Forgive us our sins. As we forgive those who sin against us. You have forgiven your people and you call us to forgive. We pray for the church in all places that we may bear witness to your reign of justice, peace, and joy. Forgive us our sins. As we forgive those who sin against us. You have reconciled the world to yourself in Christ. We pray for the world, for all who are ensnared in greed, violence, and oppression. Forgive us our sins. As we forgive those who sin against us. We offer you other concerns we carry in our hearts. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. God of grace and glory, you fling the stars into the heavens. You see every sparrow fall. Deepen our trust in the mystery of your power shining through Christ Jesus, that we may live your love for the world. In the name of the one who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord of peace give us peace at all times in all ways. The Lord be with us. Amen. Amen. 
So that's a piece, just the intercession and benediction from the prayer book. But hopefully that'll give you a little bit of a taste. Um, And there's a four-week cycle that we'll be moving through, praying the Wednesday morning prayer. So we really encourage you to come out um, and join us. If you want to lead, let one of us know. And again, we're going to be using Take Our Moments and Our Days an Anabaptist prayer book, volume one, and look in the notes for this podcast. We'll have the download for the free app that you can use as well. Anything else, Shirley, that we should tell the people today? Just thank you, Paula, for your leadership in this. And I already can just sense a different space in my spirit from speaking those words together and inviting God into our day in this way. And so it really makes me excited for what it will be like as we do it across our conference. May, may the Spirit inspire and guide us in our discernment together. Indeed, indeed. Come Holy Spirit. Ohio people with Mennonite views And they're gonna give us some missional news Ohio Conference Cast Thank you for listening to another edition of Ohio Conference Cast. We would love to hear from you. Our email is ohioconferencecast at gmail.com. Ohio Conference Cast is brought to you by the Ohio Conference Leadership Team, along with Norm Sohar, sound engineer, Megan Sohar, voiceover, Ann Lehman, publisher, and our many guests and listeners.